Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, July 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The EU is planning to go after low-tax member states. California is the latest U.S. state to roll back its reopening due to the surge in coronavirus cases, and more than a dozen tech groups and 18 states are joining the battle against the Trump administration's new foreign student visa rules. Plus, travel has come to a near standstill because of the pandemic. The FT's Alice Hancock will explain what this means for European summer tourism and the businesses that depend on it. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Governments around the world are spending incredible amounts of money to kickstart their economies as COVID-19 takes its toll. And now the European Union is trying to make sure taxes contribute to the cause. The European Commission is going to go after certain member states, such as the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Belgium, and Ireland, over their advantageous corporate tax regimes. EU policymakers are facing pressure from the likes of French finance minister Bruno Le Maire to crack down on sweetheart tax deals in the wake of the pandemic. Officials told the FT that the plans were at a very early stage, but they would try to identify certain competitive national tax schemes as distortions of the single market. Brussels has tried a few times to crack down on aggressive tax planning schemes, but the moves have been traditionally vetoed by countries that have more favorable tax rules. But it might be a different story this time around. This initiative doesn't need unanimous support. It only needs a qualified majority of the EU's 27 member states. The measure would also need approval from the European Parliament. Now, turning to California, it's the latest state to roll back reopening plans as the virus continues to surge in some of the most populous U.S. states. Yesterday, California Governor Gavin Newsom ordered a statewide shutdown of bars, movie theaters, and dine-in restaurants. He also forced gyms, barbers, and places of worship to close in the state's hardest-hit regions. Monday's rally in U.S. equities was cut short and even reversed late in the day due to concerns over how recovery efforts are going. California's closures are similar to the recent U-turns taken by Arizona and Texas. Yesterday, Robert Kaplan, the president of the Federal Reserve's regional bank in Texas, spoke about how to think about recovery. He said Americans following health guidelines is more important to the country's economic fate than fiscal or even monetary policy. There's no question that if all of us wore a mask, we would likely substantially mute the transmission of this disease, and that would translate into us growing faster. We would have higher GDP from here, and we would have a lower unemployment rate. And the backlash against a recent rule by the Trump administration dealing with international students is gaining more strength. Last week, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement, or ICE, announced that foreign students on visas would have to return home if universities go to online-only courses to reduce the spread of the virus. The move would affect hundreds of thousands of international students studying in the U.S. Since then, big-name universities, including Harvard and MIT, have filed lawsuits against the Trump administration. And yesterday, big tech groups, including Facebook, Google, and Microsoft, joined that battle. They were among more than a dozen tech companies who filed a brief in support of the Harvard-MIT lawsuit. Other big names included Adobe, Dropbox, PayPal, Salesforce, and Twitter. Plus, attorneys general representing 18 states and the District of Columbia have separately filed a pair of lawsuits seeking to block the rule. The administration has defended the rule by arguing that visas would not normally be available for online-only courses. Here's a story you should know more about. 
It's the time of year when millions of Americans would normally head for Europe, the world's leading tourist destination. They would take in the sights. Paris, Rome, Barcelona. But not this year. Americans are still banned from entering the EU because of the U.S.'s high internal infection rate. And the European travel industry and governments will certainly miss those American dollars. As much as 10% of European economic activity depends on tourism, and the complete loss of this year's season is a price no government can easily pay. So how much can be salvaged? And will efforts to rescue the tourism industry undermine the push to keep the pandemic under control? Alice Hancock, our leisure industries reporter, has more. American tourists are hugely important for Europe, and they bring in a lot of money. I mean, the US is the biggest contributor to the tourism sector in the world in economic terms, but they're also among the highest spending tourists who travel. And they do these big multi-stop tours. And, you know, so that spreads money throughout the continent, probably stopping in London on the way over. One London restaurateur said to me, when London becomes very quiet in the summer, he knew he had guaranteed trade from the American tourists coming through for that month in the summer when the Londoners sort of leave the city to go on holiday. So Alice, which European countries have been hit hardest and how serious is the economic damage for them? Uh, The Mediterranean area is probably the hardest hit. You know, it's not only the American tourists that come in, but there's a huge number of northern tourists from Germany, Scandinavia and the UK who go down to the Mediterranean shores to bask in sunshine while our summers are I mean, I'm looking out the window now and it's a little grayer than it perhaps might want to be. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, and and the Mediterranean, some of those resorts all around there, that's their only industry. You know, they have no other business. And about a third of Europe's tourism spend comes from visitors outside the EU. And in Spain, for example, tourism accounts for 12% of GDP. So the loss of it is a big deal. So so we've been talking about governments, but what about industries? Obviously, airlines have been hit very hard. What about the big tour operators? The impact is huge for them. I mean, TUI is the largest tour operator these days, said it's going to drop about 8,000 jobs or not recruit for any new roles in those jobs. But in many senses, it's part of this kind of acceleration of people booking holidays and doing more online. TUI is quite an old fashioned model in some senses. You know, you book your holiday and you go on a TUI plane to a TUI hotel. It's all very end to end, as they like to call it. But lots of people now want a cheaper deal. You can go to people like On The Beach, which is an online travel company, or Jet2. And it's a much more dynamic, cheap process. And they're just online operators, and it's much cheaper. And they've survived much better. Their overhead costs are much lower. They don't have air fleet to run. And they haven't had to make any mass layoffs. The one thing I would say, though, is that all the tour operators and travel agents have been hit by having to pay out a huge amounts of customer refund money. And a lot of them rely on deposits coming in for holidays to pay for hotel space in the resorts. And of course, when customers start needing refunds for those deposits, all their cash flow problems come to light. Alice, we've been talking a lot about 2020, and, and rightfully so. It's, it's something that's just completely up in the air. But what about next year? Are players in the industry expecting a bounce back in business or are they worried that this is going to roll over? I think for the tourism industry, they are praying that there will be an expected rebound in 2021. Most of them have simply written 2020 off. You know, even if they lose half of this season, that's still hundreds of millions of euros or pounds gone. So they're all hoping that, you know, we'll be so pent up and so frustrated by not having gone on holiday this year that we'll be straight back out there on the beaches in 2021. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be keeping an eye on several big-name earnings reports. Delta Airlines and a slew of U.S. banks are set to reveal numbers from the latest quarter. It'll be an indication of how hard companies were hit at the height of the coronavirus lockdown and what they'll be looking forward to next. 
This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.